What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Queer Bait Podcast, where two queer sh- chicks talk queer <laughs> shit. God damn. I heard you stumble on that. I stumbled just a little bit, but it's okay. We'll move past it. I'm your host, Ainsley, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Maureen. Hello. So, what are we talking about today? I feel like I always introduce... <laughs> the topics i feel like you say that but then you always make me introduce Uh, the topic that's probably true we're talking about trans people in sports yeah any elaboration you want to do (laughs) no i just um i found an article um talking about what is it called the international association of trans body builders competition and i saw that and I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know that existed either. I didn't know that that were, uh, excuse me, that there were that many trans bodybuilders. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I didn't even know that there were that many bodybuilders in general to have a sub Well, that's just ridiculous. There's so many bodybuilders. Yeah, I feel like I only ever hear of, like, the same five people, though, every time. Well, yeah, because they're the same five people that keep winning. <laughs> but, except for this year. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I saw this, and being in the queer community, I was very dumbfounded at the fact that I didn't know that trans bodybuilding was a thing. I figured that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the trans bodybuilding population, however big or small it may be, would have just had to do what most other trans athletes have to do uh-huh. and just compete. Yeah. I don't want to say in regular sports because that kind of implies like this normalcy that like yeah. if you're in lame sport no, I'm just Yeah, kidding. if you're cisgender then that means that you're in the regular sports and if you're not but um yeah, what would you call? I guess regular sport. I'm going to say it but like it's not what I mean. Yeah. Um <laughs> I thought that that's what they would do that they would just compete. Yeah. And that. But then that would be tough so hard right i mean like bodybuilding's tough in general my thing is um especially for trans men female to male Uh trans men would be so hard to become bodybuilders a they weren't born with normal muscle structure that you would stereotypically think of a man Oh, that's a good point because they have Correct. a very specific yeah shape. Um, and also, one of the biggest things in bodybuilding is symmetry. But if you've undergone surgery, uh-huh. you never know how even everything's going to turn out. When I mean the chest area. Oh, uh-huh. You know, like if you're not... I don't know how to say it. Just kind of like when you're cutting muscle up, which they do. Uh-huh. You never know how it's going to grow back. That's a really good point. You know, and, and in a sport that is like 100% aesthetic. off of aesthetics. Like how you look. And that's what I love about this trans bodybuilding competition. I'm like, every single man on that stage that I at least saw, I didn't see the whole competition, but I uh-huh. saw the winners, had scars. Oh. Which I thought was absolutely beautiful that like. It's like moderately unavoidable, so. Yeah, because when I think about it, even, um. Again, in regular bodybuilding, um, scars aren't a thing. Oh my gosh, that's a good point. I've never seen anybody like Phil Heath with like a scar, and I'm sure if yeah. they had one, they'd like Kai cover Green. It. Kai okay. Green is a really big bodybuilder who has a face scar, but he's never, never won. Wins. <laughs> yeah, 
he wins smaller competitions. He doesn't, but also he, he wears a mask that. a lot. It probably goes more into his effects. Yeah, it goes into his kind of like crazy dance persona oh, teams so cool. that he has. He's amazing. But scars on the body aren't a thing. And I know in some, so there's weight classes to bodybuilding. Uh huh. I don't know what they are because they're not <laughs> actually called by weight classes. They're they're called like classic physique, uh-huh. where like you look like Arnold did in the eighties, and then there's like the mass muscles who are like the Phil Heath and the Kai Greens that are just like these monster big like hunk of yeah who muscle. are just like as much muscle as possible. And people who know the bodybuilding community are gonna be like, how dare you say that they're just as much muscle as possible? It's all about symmetry. Yes, I know. Blah blah blah. There's a hundred points. <laughs> to judging. Ainsley's not very politically correct when it comes to bodybuilding. Surprise, I love bodybuilding. Like, mm-hmm. I I know it pretty well. Yeah, you do. As a sport. Um, and they have kind of like the smaller classes, you know, like I said, classic. And I think there's 212 division, which are kind of like the shorter guys. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's like, I think it's called physique, which are like the super hotties. You're welcome for your bodybuilding lesson of the day. Right. Well, this is important to kind of getting back to, like, the trans bodybuilding. Um, You know, there's, like, the hunks Mm -hmm. who don't even wear, like, the little undies. They wear, like, full swim trunks. And, like, (laughs) it's all about the six-pack. And, like, they don't have to be, like, these huge... They're, like, your lifeguards on the beach. Exactly. Exactly. They're lifeguard-esque bodies. You know, granted, it takes a lot of work to get there, so I'm not going to say that it doesn't. But, um, so they kind of have divisions, like that you have mm-hmm. but that is the cutie patootie division <laughs> as I like to call it because honestly it's about the abs and the face like everybody that's won that Has is a, a cutie face. you know and I'm not saying Phil Heath or Kai Green are ugly but the faces don't matter as much <laughs> like also like the, the upper class no Phil Heath is gorgeous uh-huh um but the upper classes, the higher classes, don't necessarily matter so much as, like, the face. Yeah. I guess, because they're usually older. The winners are usually older, because it well, takes a while to get there. And but I'm sure if you could work out your face and get muscles on your face, it would be about the face. It but... would be about the face. Yeah, it's all about the cheekbones yeah. and the lifeguard division. But yeah, so I kind of find it fascinating that they have these different levels. And I know to some extent they're based off of weight. But they're uh-huh. more so based off of type of physique. Uh-huh. So you have, like, the skinny waist guys, and then you have the guys, like, Phil Heath, they call them, like, an X body shape, where, yeah. like, your thighs are huge, your shoulders are huge, but your waist is small, so you look like an X. Um, the lifeguard division is kind of like the V shape, where, you know, you have, like, the really wide shoulders, but then kind of smaller legs and abdomen. Uh-huh. But what I really loved in the trans bodybuilding is that it was all off of weight. Oh. So it was, like, heavyweight division, and it wasn't so geared towards, like, oh, well, you fit into this category. Right, or like, you, you have don't. the X body, or you have, like, the yeah. six-pack, but you're skinny. It was like, hey, ah. like, this is your weight class. And one of the winners, the heavyweight winner, was chubby. A little chubby. <laughs> and not to be mean, but I loved this idea that, like, you could still be this picturesque person, like, of fitness. Like, you look, you're a fitness person. Uh-huh. And you got a little chubs. I'm into that. 
I loved that it. That gives me hope. I mean, I'm not fit, so I still couldn't do and it. And again, but. he had, you know, the scars on his chest. Uh-huh. You know, he had really big shoulders, and he looked really fit, and he just looked beautiful, honestly. Like, it was so cool to kind of see, like, this person that looks that like cool. just, like, a healthier, fitter person. Uh-huh. And it didn't really matter. And if they were trans won, right? or not. Like, they still won. So I just kind of love this idea of, I think the trans movement can really break a lot of beauty standards. Wait, I have a quick question, though. Okay. Was there also a trans female bodybuilding um, I think division there, within this? I think there was. See, oh, here's the picture of the... Oh, that's rad. Right? Little chubby, right? Awesome. Um, I think there was, because I saw one picture... Oh, this is so cool. Uh, yeah, there must have been because I see a um, a trans woman in like a sports bikini. This is interesting. So I would assume, but the thing that I read didn't talk about. It just really talked about the the one chubby okay, guy. Okay, this is so cool. Like looking at the pictures, everybody in this picture has a different body. Oh and yeah, I feel and like they're all winners. Is... This is the winner stage, right? Like that's so cool. Yeah. So these are all the winners. So like we see one trans. Uh, female on stage again has a little chubs but still like really built yeah and just beautiful looking in a little sports bikini instead of these weird like bedazzled oh my gosh right <laughs> weird things and like i said like all these scars some of the trans uh men still wear tape you know kind of like where their nipples would be uh-huh um so i just thought this was so interesting let me see if there's any more pictures ah there's not any more pictures um just because that's cool though you know obviously like trans athletes get it hard like (laughs) they're really beaten down real in this world and to have a competition that is open solely to them and isn't necessarily obsessed with the normal definition of beauty well, and I feel like... Or fitness is so cool. hmm I feel like this is nice because it's not like a... Co- this sounds really dumb. Like, it's a competition of strength, but it's not like an outward show of strength. I'm trying to word this correctly. You know, it's not something where you're competing to throw something farther than another Oh, person. yeah, like the strongman competitions yeah. where, like, you lift tires and boulders you know, over your head. And honestly, I kind of like that. And I just feel like there's a lot more room for opportunity because I feel like one yeah. of the big arguments, like, with trans people in sports is just like, oh, unfair advantages, you know, and all that. Oh, my God, I cannot wait to get so into I that. Just, right? <laughs> so I just, like... I like this in that it's not, there's no advantage to be had, you know? Yeah, like, you can't talk shit on it. Yeah. Like, you really can't. Like, even if you're so anti-trans people, Uh like, you can't talk shit. Like, they created their own competition. Uh Uh-huh. And they made it whatever the fuck they wanted to. And it's beautiful. Like, I'm so excited to see, because, like, like I said... I am a fan of regular bodybuilding. Like, I actively follow it. You actively make me follow it. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, I am on those guys' YouTube channels. Like, I know <laughs> how hard it is. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm into fitness. Whatever. But I like it. Like, I would love a trans division in Mr. Olympia. Oh, yeah. Well, the problem is, you know, used to have a huge female division of different weight classes 
Really? In Mr. Olympia. Now, nope. I know, I never see it, like, even in, like... Female bodybuilders don't exist, apparently, because they're not pretty enough. Yeah. That's really what it came down to, is that people didn't watch it because seeing women with muscles is unappealing. Right? They're like, Apparently. how do I sexually objectify this? Yeah, they're Get like, it off my she TV has screen. a strong jawbone. How mm-hmm. dare she? I know. So I really do think that, A, bring back women's divisions in Mr. Olympia. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if it bothers you. Uh-huh. It's what these women want to do. And then maybe, like, have a trans division. Have multiple trans divisions. Like, there's already a competition. There's o- already enough following for it, it it started in 2014 so the past four years they've had it man so there's enough following to keep it funded started in 2014 and yeah. i didn't even know about and we this? didn't even know wait where do they hold it uh i've got so many questions uh uh georgia georgia holy jesus well like atlanta has a pretty big Ugh. like atlanta isn't the south you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it already has a following it already has enough competitors And that was, like, my whole argument with, like, the UFC adding women's divisions. Because at first, Uh UFC was like, no, we're, you know, people don't want to see women fight. And then once it was proved to them that people do want to see women fight, (laughs) Uh then all of a sudden, like, look at the money they've made doing it. That's a really good point. So, Mr. Olympia... Because all it comes down to is money, I mean, realistically for Realistically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the whole reason why they started to pull women's divisions because they thought that it didn't earn enough money and it's like it's because you don't gear any of the publicity towards the women yeah like at all like if you ever see like it's called mr olympia right and you think people are gonna tune in to watch female divisions when you call it mr olympia that's true like i wouldn't have even known that women were on there honestly yeah you know and it's like even like the movies because we watch tons of movies yeah we do thanks to you yeah (laughs) i watch so many bodybuilding movies i'm like a freaking expert generation iron i know yeah well that's what like the first generation iron i loved because it had a woman in it, right? Um, no, not one? too much, but the second one had multiple okay. um, female bodybuilders that kind of talked about the difficulties. I just remember how many movies we watched. I remember one having, like, a significant woman presence, but it's, like, yeah. the other ones. Not so much. And it's just because nobody gears that type of fitness towards women. Yeah. Like, that's really what it comes down to is if we geared strength and muscularity towards women saying that it's okay to be that way yeah people would then tune in to watch that but since we don't do that just like we want to tune in to watch a male yoga competition (laughs) but we would tune in to watch a female yoga competition you know which is funny because crossfit like as a parallel to this crossfit i freaking love both of them and i think that they both get a lot of publicity men and women oh yeah it does people freaking love the crossfit games or maybe that's just my family but like we love both the men and women and it is not any less exciting to see because they gear it towards everyone like that is crossfit's motto is that like like women are just as capable well i wouldn't say that's their motto i think their motto is like like, crossfit's for everyone crossfit is for everyone but i feel like they very much you know but they live by that that's the thing so we say bodybuilding is for everyone but all the all the t-shirts all the clothes does anybody all the sneakers like everyone i mean we would assume because they're still female bodybuilders so like it's still you know like so we say it 
but do we practice it? Hell no. There's there's not a single supplement company out there that is geared towards female bodybuilders. That's interesting. Like, women have to use male products. Well, I don't believe in male versus female products, but, like, that's what it comes down yeah. to. Is like, everything in the bodybuilding realm is geared oh my towards gosh. Are you male right? athletes. I mean, I haven't really, not that I'm one to look at bottles and muscle and literally (laughs) literally anything that requires me getting off the couch but like (laughs) you're right because I know I've seen a container of muscle milk and I'm pretty sure the one that we had was just a shot of men's six packs yeah Yeah. that's literally like everything on you know things that you would associate with body building yeah certain vitamins you take don't want to get into it but protein powders you know any of those things always have like six pack abs on them and you know they're not really geared towards women um, I know, I but CrossFit, to... I really like that comparison because, holy shit, like... I can't imagine that CrossFit gets more, I don't know, viewership during men than women. No, and now they even have, um, now they have team CrossFit games. Do they really? So, like, it used to be just, like, individuals, you know, all the females go against each other, uh-huh. all the males go against each other, but now they have co-ed teams for CrossFit games. F yeah, CrossFit. So, like, go them. Because they, they really do gear everything they do towards men and women. Yeah. You know, and some people say, like, oh, well, they still, you know, like, women still have to go against women in individual sports. But it's, like, but now they have co-ed teams. So you can't even say that there there's any discrepancy in CrossFit. They're way farther ahead of everybody else. Like, it's freaking ridiculous. Like, they... Don't use, like, anything modern. It's, like, here's this, like... Here's a boulder. Here's this barn and some rusty weights. Like, let's do CrossFit. But yet, they're more progressive than the Olympia that's been around for a hundred years. I know. They're, like, the paleo die. Like, let's eat berries and meat. They're, like, here's a box. Do some stuff with it. Jump on it quick. That's so funny. I know. And yet here they are, like, leagues ahead of bodybuilding and UFC. Most sports. Yeah, all sports. So I really do think that the Olympia, not Mr. Olympia, the Olympia. <laughs> Ainsley has renamed it official. <laughs> Should. Well, that's, they, they don't say, like, Mr. Olympia on billboards. They say Olympia on the billboards. Oh. But when you win, like, you're Mr. Olympia. But if you, if back in the day when you were a female competitor, you weren't Mrs. Olympia. You were just what like. What were you? You were just like, hey, you're first place in your class. <laughs> you're like, so. you're the first lady, like Mr. President. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm the first lady of Olympia. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I brought up the UFC thing because I think if we can prove that trans sports makes money, uh-huh. then it'll kind of be able to be in the public a little bit more instead of being so hard to find. Like us being in the queer community four years later realized that there was a trans bodybuilding I know, competition. That hurts my heart. I know. We suck. Um but yeah, with the UFC, they were like, hey, women's divisions do make money. Let's put it in. And it worked. Uh-huh. And I think with transports, you can very easily mm-hmm. prove that as well with bodybuilding. But what we got to get into is, do does the trans community need their own sports sections? Or should know. they be able... Like, to incorporate themselves into, like, male and female competitions. Yeah. Which I feel like is ideal, like, ideally, I would rather, I'm, 
I mean, that's hard to say because I can't speak for trans people, obviously. But I feel that if I were a trans female, I would prefer to just be referred to as a female because I feel like... Right, and just be able to do the sports that I want to do on the teams that I want to (laughs) be. You know, it's like, I've read so many opinions of like, I don't want to be a trans insert gender here. You know, I just want to be an insert gender here. Yeah, well, I think, I think right now unfortunately we're still in the early stages of like trans Trans progressions and and trans acceptance you know so right now unfortunately i think the trans community has to take it on their back a little bit and refer to themselves as trans so that people see that there's a lot of trans people. I know. See, it's like that balance between like trans visibility because it's like on one hand you don't want to have to call yourself trans. But then it's like, on the other hand, people won't know that trans people exist, you know, yeah. and they're your coworkers and your friends and this, you know, and. Yeah. Right now, I think, unfortunately. There's no winning. <laughs> there's no winning because you shouldn't have to state that you're trans. I know. You shouldn't have to state your sexuality. You shouldn't have to state a your goddamn <laughs> thing about you. But I think for trans progression right now which Uh uh, for some reason we're still in the early stages don't think that i don't know that this trans community hasn't (laughs) been around for hundreds of years like i know that it has (laughs) but unfortunately i believe we're still in the early stages oh yeah of pushing pushing the community forward so i think right now that they really should Uh refer to themselves as trans but so just for that visibility sake for the purpose of sports though it i mean like are there enough trans people in sports or looking to do a given sport to create, you know, I just wonder in like the bigger, like UFC, mm-hmm. how many UFC fighters are there? Honestly, if you ask me, I would say like four because that's all I see on TV. <laughs> so, but I'm sure that there are way many more people than that, you know? So I wonder, like, is it even, I don't know, are there enough people to create a... Like a trans league. Yeah, yeah. I just, I find it unnecessary myself. Like a trans league? Yeah. I think it's, like, a cool idea. Like, I think a lot of trans athletes would love to compete in a trans league because it wouldn't have any stigma behind it. I'd love to compete in, like, a queer lady league. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you could just be your authentic self and not have to worry about being made fun of or Mm -hmm. saying that you have some physical advantage or, you know, be mocked in any way. So I think a trans league would be awesome in sports uh-huh but i don't just for like fun yeah sake but do i think it's necessary hell no i think trans people should just be able to be on the league that they want to be in uh-huh. they should be able to be if they're a trans female on a women's soccer team like it shouldn't without even, everybody yelling about like how she oh, can run faster. She can run faster. Her bone density. She she could kick harder. She could kick the ball harder. Like oh my god. And like it it even bothers me that like something like baseball versus softball. I hate the fact that women play softball. Uh huh. And not baseball. It's like oh the ball's bigger. Oh we're gonna throw it underhand. And don't get me wrong, those softball chicks are hard as fuck and they are athletes. People always make fun of, like, underhand pitching, uh-huh. but that shit is hard to do. I still And don't it understand. is amazing. <laughs> I... But the fact that, like, oh, the field is smaller because 
women can't hit the ball as hard. How many women in softball hit home runs on like the weekly? Like it's crazy. Or like, oh, the ball needs to be bigger because they're not as coordinated <laughs> enough. They can't see otherwise. <laughs> because they can't see a baseball. It's like it's so ridiculous. So I, I even hate those kind of like gender I didn't know is a softball field actually smaller than a yeah. baseball? That is so crappy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Yep. That hurt my and heart. Like, and like WNBA, the ball's smaller. I do. I feel like I understand that for hands. But then I also... No, no, no. Okay, well, so... Oh, no, no. Let me clarify first. Because then I also feel like... Sometimes I'm like, oh, I would need a small ball because my hands are small. But then I also realize that five foot three and three quarter people are probably not playing basketball. Okay, they... but like, here's my thing. There have been men in the NBA who have won... Uh-huh. NBA Finals have fucking rings on fingers that were 5-1, 5-2, really? 5-3. Yes! Like, obviously, you have definitely a height advantage the, the taller you are. But yeah, every sport is skill. It's not just genetic ability. That's like, it really, really does come down to skill. So if you have a woman that has played basketball all her life and she is amazing at it, it is what she is meant to do, mm-hmm. but she needs a smaller ball. Because she doesn't, she, she's not as good as a man. She she needs the hoop bigger and the ball smaller so that Is she can. Is the hoop bigger in women? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But like, <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Like these exceptions. Yeah, which is ridiculous because also women in the WNBA, I don't think have small hands and also like large hands I guess help with basketball but I don't have rather large hands and I was able to play basketball and like I could play it with a men's ball just as easily I'm just saying I have small hands and I'm bad at basketball the yeah but <laughs> you I just played it suck. once when I was nine and <laughs> you just suck at basketball but no like you're not hold you're not allowed to just hold the ball with your hand oh Maybe that's why I didn't play for long. <laughs> I mean, you have to dribble, and oh. like people with small hands can dribble a ball. I don't think it makes much okay, of a difference to be point. to be honest. But like even you know, even in like track and field, like the hurdles are shorter. Um, the shot put weighs less. Seriously, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I think because I did swim, and the water is just as dense. The for water you as is, it is for me <laughs> has extra chlorine. <laughs> right. <laughs> if anything, you have a disadvantage because you have hair on your head. You oh, can't just yeah. shave your head. Well, no. See, here's the other trick. I think boys have the true disadvantage because if they want to be as sleek in the water as me, they're gonna have to shave. Well, like women shave their legs, and boys, whenever they wanted to be that sleek yeah. in the water. Well, like how is that? Di- because they they're still able. To shave. No, they So are. it's not a disadvantage because They're they can do it. miserable at it. <laughs> oh my god, whatever. So I don't think it's necessary to have a trans league. I think it'd be fun. I would love to see a trans league of baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it's unnecessary because yeah. I think they can just play baseball in the MLB. That's a really interesting point, though, that, like, we can't, we can't even get rid of the distinguishing factors between men and women's sports. So, like... Yeah. How would anybody accept the argument that that trans male is no different from you, you know? Yeah. It's tough. Um, But there are amazing trans athletes out there that are doing it, which I love. Give me some of them. Um, okay. Or don't give me any of them. <laughs> I mean, like, I wasn't there yet. <laughs> You're always jumping head. I know. I'm so excited. Um, I don't know. I just... I think it just depends on the sport. Uh-huh. 
because I think in sports like cycling, we look at trans athletes like, okay, like we don't really say like, oh, they have such a big uh-huh. advantage. So I think certain sports are going to be able to incorporate trans athletes a lot easier. Like swim would be a really easy one, oh, I yeah. believe. I think any non-contact sport would be a really easy one. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like, hey, swimming, you know, but people are going to be like, oh, men swim faster. So, like, you can't swim on the female team because you're going to swim faster, which is just BS because it's all just practice. Which I feel like I've heard a lot with, like, the track and running, you know? Yeah. Like, intersex and trans people. Like, oh, you run too fast. It's like, yeah, I run faster because I worked hard. Right. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Like, it's mm-hmm. so funny to me that in elementary school, boys and girls can run next to each other. But all of a sudden, when they hit middle school, we go, oh, no, boys, your mile time has to be two minutes Right, you're just so much than, better than the girls. Better go quicker. Like, in elementary school, that's it was just like, hey, go run. Like, you guys have to do exercise today. Go run. That's a very good point. And then in middle school, it's like, hey, boys, you gotta run two minutes faster than the girls. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, I've always been running with my guy friends right next to them. Right. Like, why all of a sudden is there this And I was really slow. I was already, like, three laps behind everybody all the time. (laughs) And, like, I I don't know. I mean, really, is there that much of a difference at that point? Yeah. Like, I'm just the slowest person. It does make a difference if I'm a guy or a girl. If I'm just, <laughs> as long as you're getting your exercise in. I found um, another article talking about two trans women track and field athletes in high school. Uh-huh. And they're in Connecticut. Their names are Andrea Yearwood and Terry Miller. And what I loved about this article is basically they kicked ass and won a bunch of shit. Aww. Wait, are they at the same school? Is this a dumb question? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I the mean, article is- didn't, like, specify, like, oh, they're age 14, height 5'7". How like, large is Connecticut anyways? Like, they didn't specify. They just said um, two track athletes. But I gave the names because, like, you guys should really look them up because... I should look them up. <laughs> right. Um, basically... They kicked a bunch of ass. Uh-huh. And because they kicked so much ass, all of a sudden the trans issue came up. And the parents of the children who lost wanted to ban <gasps> trans no kids way. from participating in high school sports. Oh my gosh, that's insane. And what's insane, like, what I loved most about this is, yeah, they came in and they kicked ass, but they've been working at it for years. It's not like they just woke up one day and and decided to run the 100-meter dash and win. Or were like, I'm just going to transition, so I have, like... Yeah, it's not like they woke up one day. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, you know what, I'm going to pretend to be a girl so I can run in the girls' race. Like, that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But the best part, is they lost in some races pretty significantly. So everybody's saying, like, oh, well, like, the one girl won the 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 100-meter dash, and she was uh-huh. the best, and she beat a state record. She came in seventh on the 200-meter dash. But that's not a fucking issue. That's really interesting. So they want to strip her of her record. Oh, yeah, I'm sure none of the winners on the 200-meter were complaining. Right? Like, oh, but that's she okay. came in seventh. <laughs> on another race. So you're going to tell me that she has such a significant advantage because bone density? 
because right? her bones are a little thicker. She's a boy, so she has wider feet, so she runs faster. You kidding me? Obviously, six other girls, her same age range of high school, were able to beat her in another race. Exponentially, yeah. coming in seventh, not that great, right? <laughs> Well, so, dang, way to beat her up about No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, everybody um, in track, you know, and with swimming. And well, I feel like you always hear about it in track. Yeah. Well, like, my, my whole thing is, like, there's events, and you're good at certain events, and that's what you do. If you're a 100-meter uh-huh. sprinter, you're a 100-meter sprinter. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean you're going to be good. Fits all. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to be good at every sprint. So, here is this amazing athlete who worked their buns off to be good at that race and won it. Yeah. But you're going to say she has an advantage, even though, obviously, it's not a physical, it's a 100-meter dash advantage, because that's what <laughs> she worked at, harder than your kids, obviously. Yeah. But she doesn't have an overall physical advantage, because she lost pretty significantly in another race. And the same with the other girl. Uh, she came in fourth in a 400-meter race. So it's like, obviously... They're a they're beatable. It's not like it's Superman. <laughs> it's not like it's the Flash running against your kids. It's just with event sports, you you do really good at one if that's the one you train at, and yeah. you know you may not do as well. So this to me proves, like without a doubt, oh, that yeah. if you're a trans athlete it doesn't give you an advantage uh-huh. hard work gives you the advantage being skilled in a certain something gives you the advantage oh, not yeah. your physical structure was there an outcome in the article or is this like a happening now thing um like? it was uh, the article was from june so it didn't say an outcome but i really doubt that i feel like we they're under compliance with like oh yeah like title x and whatnot yeah so it's like they're like, the the trans girls are under compliance like they're allowed to do these races so Uh i really doubt that they were stripped of their titles or anything but i just i would like to me that's so definitive like you can't say that they have a physical advantage when obviously oh yeah six how shitty quote regular girls were able to beat her in another race kudos to those girls too because like i don't know if i could take it if other people on my team or like on other teams parents didn't want like oh my gosh being a teenager a hard being a teenager and somebody else doesn't want you on your (laughs) like on your own team like oh man Whew. beautiful find them on the internet and give them some love because that's just amazing i love that so i think with non-contact sports track and field tennis golf golf is a big one there are a few trans athletes in golf do i just not keep up with sports at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> um which i think so like non-contact sports are kind of easy to get into uh there's i think the biggest trans athlete i know is chris mosier i think that's how you pronounce his name i'm so sorry if i get it wrong but he is a trans triathlete and i remember remember how every year espn um pulls out the body issue where they get famous athletes to take naked pictures to Uh show off their bodies like this is a body of an athlete and he was one of them a few years ago Uh so i was like wow this is amazing like a trans man, a trans athlete, like, yeah, bearing all. Was that the one with the bicycle? Yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. 
So I think non-contact sports are going to be the easiest way for trans athletes, like tennis uh-huh. and, and golf. Like I said, there are a few trans athletes in that. And that's not to say that those sports are easy. They're yeah. easier. <laughs> but I think it's just because they're not touching another person and it's it's a skill. It's training. Like yeah. being a triathlete, like, come on, that comes down to training. Mm-hmm. you know like who's gonna train the hardest you know kind of thing and and the same with swimming like it's about technique it's about skill it's about training so yeah. i think i think <laughs> those sports are gonna be easier to integrate yeah contact sports i think is where everybody has the big issue absolutely everybody like, has an opinion on that yeah all of a sudden it's like well like she is a man so he can't fight other girls right like oh my god uh the most i think the best example is fallon fox who is a trans woman mma fighter I love that name. Fallon Fox. I'm is not that, sure. like a stage name? I don't know. That's what her Wikipedia page is under. can be named that cool of a name. <laughs> and the whole issue. I mean, famous people, people that I personally respect, uh-huh. talked so much shit on Fallon Fox. No way! Yeah, so male to female trans uh-huh. wanting to fight professionally in mixed martial arts. So, like, basically the the UFC. Yeah. Dana White, the president of the UFC, Joe Rogan, um, who I have tons of respect for, um, and who's also the announcer of UFC fights, and Uh who himself has always grown up in martial arts. Oh, no. And Ronda Rousey, you know, who's one of my heroes. She has a mouth. (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) I don't like where this is going. Who, you know, probably the most famous woman fighter oh yeah out there she's in a twizzlers commercial all said the same thing about fallon fox and it basically came down to no so the only thing i can say about ronda rousey is she she's like i'd fight her i'd fight fallon fox Uh because i could knock out anyone but i don't (laughs) think that (laughs) do that ronda rousey (laughs) right so that made me laugh but both but so she doesn't think that even though she could fight that Another she should, person yeah. should have to... Yeah. Wow. And both Joe Rogan and Dana White said Fallon Fox has too much of a significant advantage and shouldn't be allowed to fight women because her hands are going to be bigger. Her kicks are going to be harder because she has, again, bone density. Her bones so, are thicker. Like, on the opposite side, would they even let Fallon compete in the men's? Like, if she wanted to. Like, if she was like, fine, if I can't fucking fight in women's, I'll fight in men's. I mean, I'd be curious if they would even let her compete in any fashion. Yeah. Probably not. They'd probably just be like, well, no, now you're too fragile to fight in the men's. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Now that, you know, you've taken hormones, you're too weak for the men's division. Right. Um, But what I love about Fallon Fox is that she had professional fights. And uh, one of them, I forget the woman's name, she creamed this it was a brutal fight wait fallon creamed the other person yeah so Uh fox creamed this girl threw her around the cage (laughs) and just beat her down and then afterwards the fighter who got their ass kicked was all like 
don't know if it's because she's a man or because she's a woman or what. I can't speak to that. But all I know is that I've never been hit by a woman that hard. Wow. Yeah. And that bugged me. Because I'm like, Ronda Rousey can hit you that fucking hard, let me tell you. Right? I'm, pr- I'm sure Ronda Rousey can hit worse than most of the men harder <laughs> than most of the yeah. men in the men's side. But what bothered me is if that, I have seen some brutal male-male fights. Uh-huh. Where, like, uh, best example is, like, Anderson Silva versus Rich Franklin, where he just grabbed Rich Franklin by the back of the neck and just kneed him over a hundred times in the stomach and the arms and the face, and he just manhandled Rich Franklin. This is why I don't watch this stuff. I mean, absolutely brutal. We applauded Anderson Silva for being so skillful that he was able to manhandle Rich Franklin. Like to beat a person But when Fallon Fox does the exact same thing, it's because she's a man. Man. Because only men can manhandle somebody. A woman isn't able to do that. But here's the best part about the Fallon Fox story. Uh Uh-huh. So we say she has this superior advantage. She's going to walk through people. Granted, the woman hits hard because she's had either five or six professional fights. She's knocked out three people. So she hits hard, but she's also submitted to people. Oh. So that means she has skill as well. So we have to give her the technique factor. Uh-huh. But here's the best part. She's lost in a professional setting to a, quote, regular woman. That's someone who's not point. in the trans community and knocked her out. So you can't say, oh, Fallon Fox is, you know, too strong. superhuman. She's superhuman. She can't fight other women. Because that other woman kicked her ass for three rounds and knocked her out. And I would wonder if the person who Fallon creamed previously would go and say that that other woman who knocked Fallon out later. Right. Oh, does does that person hit like a man? You know. Yeah. (sighs) So I absolutely love Fallon Fox. Because I was just like, fuck, man, like, yes, she hits harder, but is it because her hands are bigger or is it because she knows how to throw (laughs) a punch? Real talk. You know, and obviously it's like, mixed martial arts, yes, there's hitting, but it's mixed martial arts. So it's Uh not just like she can stand up there and punch everybody out. If she has to know, yeah, she has to be able to have some form of ground game. So, I don't know. That one really bugged me because I was like, everybody was saying how tough she would to beat and that it's unfair. She's going to go in there and just punch somebody's head off. Uh-huh. But she got knocked out as well. I know. That's an interesting, I mean. I don't know. Suck it, everybody. <laughs> Suck it, everybody. Okay, so we've talked about high school sports. I don't think it should matter. I think any trans child should be able to choose whatever they sport they want to go into, whatever. Um, So we've talked about high school sports, and in my opinion, it just shouldn't matter. Any trans kid should be able to pick whatever sport they want and pick whichever gender side they want to go to Uh and just do what they want because it's fucking high school. Like, in the (laughs) end... In the end, does it fucking matter that, like, you didn't... You're gonna make or break your career. Like, that you didn't get that goddamn 
participation ribbon. Like, come on. Like, I just don't care. Now, college sports, where there's big money involved. Oh. Like, should we care more? Should there be big money in college sports? No, is the real absolutely not. That money should go to the athletes that do all the friggin' work, but instead it goes to the president. Like, it's insane to me. It's like, oh, well, like, we have a whole, like, athletic department, but, like, cool. Like, should there even be money going anywhere in college sports? Well, like, I get it. Like, there's a lot of money to be had, and I think it should be made in the sense where, like, we're gonna sell Duke t-shirts. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like... We're gonna charge admission to the games. Uh-huh. Absolutely, you gotta pay um, to make to make the t-shirts and get them here. You gotta pay the poor custodial staff that has to clean the fucking stadiums. <laughs> like there needs to be money made in sports, uh-huh. but where that money goes, absolutely is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely bullshit. But that's a whole nother thing. So college sports, I found a couple trans athletes in college, which is kind of the new thing that I think is happening. The past five to six years... I've never heard of this either. They've been allowed to kind of come in. Uh-huh. But what I find fascinating is, like, where they stick trans athletes. So there's one trans athlete who I found, um, trans man named Kai. I think it's K-Y-E. Kai? Kai? Yeah, I Kai. think Kai. Kai alums. <laughs> he... Uh-huh played women's basketball being a completely trans man what? had to play women's basketball in college because that's where they stuck him or he elected that like to do that you know it's unclear <laughs> he didn't play his last year so i'm sure he got a lot of scrutiny oh for it but yeah he played it's so funny like you look at, at what like college uh not a big one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's I like Washington. It was like a giant one and no, it was like no. a career ruining thing. No, 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 no. Well, he now is like this really great trans advocate, and you can look him up, and he does a bunch of talks and uh-huh. absolutely wonderful human being. But I just thought it was very interesting that completely comes out as a trans man and plays on the women's team. Huh. I'd be really curious as to whether that's by choice or... But here's my thing. So, the whole thing, like, okay, so we're gonna say that hormone... Everybody says, like, the more testosterone you have, the better at sports you're gonna be. So, here's a trans man... That's always what it comes down to, Taking testosterone Uh and playing on a women's team wasn't the best player on the team. (laughs) (laughs) A great player Uh wasn't the best player on the team. (laughs) It just kind of makes me laugh. It's like... So, we always kind of say that testosterone is the one thing that, like, oh, like, it's a steroid. Like, that's what we do for steroids. We just, you know, that's the thing that makes you stronger and better. Not really. You still got to have skill. Still Mm got to have ability. Because that person's... But here's the person that, like, got to fucking applaud here. And Uh I'm going to get their name wrong, and I'm so sorry Schuler Baylor, I'm gonna say. Um, trans man, mm-hmm. and I believe either went to Harvard or Stanford. I can't Ooh. remember. I get the two, but both <laughs> schools, Ivy League, both schools have amazing, achievable athletic <laughs> programs. Competed as a uh, in women's sports in high school. Uh huh. 
and then got accepted, I think it was Stanford, oh, God, I wish I knew it was Stanford or Harvard, anyways, um, got, you know, accepted onto the swim program at whichever school it was. Oh, cool. For women's. Uh-huh. And then took a gap year and fully transitioned, came out as a trans man, and oh. they offered him this, the same spot on the men's team. And he took the man's team. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, he's all like, I could have competed on the women's team, but I chose the men's team and fucking kicked ass. That's awesome. Yeah. So don't tell me that it's a male-female thing. Don't tell me that it's a, well, men are just better uh-huh. at sports. And trans people are going to have some significant advantage within that. Mm-hmm. Because they're not. Because in Schuler Baylor's case... If he was to have an advantage, he would have just swam as a man on the female team and supposedly won everything. Yeah. But didn't, chose to stick with authentic gender uh-huh. for him and raced on the men's team. That's super cool. Like, and cool on the college. Yeah, kind of interesting mean, that 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 he was so good as a female, mm-hmm. quote unquote, as a female, that they're like, you're good enough for our men's team. Yeah fucking crazy right (laughs) think of that that this man had enough skill and talent and hard work in his veins Uh to be good enough for the men's team find it fascinating that's magic i love it there are so many great trans athletes out there and it just we just gotta keep pushing it (laughs) (laughs) yeah just gotta you know keep pushing it forward i feel it I don't know. So those are rad stories. Yeah, I really love. Thank you for those. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. It gives you some hope. There's a little hope. <laughs> uh, Slight hope. It just, I think, the more stories that we get, uh-huh. the more normal it's gonna seem, and then the easier it's going to be Absolutely. to push forward. I mean the same thing, you know, could be said about women's rights, the same thing could be said about queer rights and and black like, rights, every bla- right. Like everything. <laughs> like the more it's showcased, the more believable it's going to be that it's a problem. Uh-huh. And then the more likely it is that it's going oh, to yeah. be fixed. Unfortunately, I don't know what it's going to take. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I don't have any advice for trans athletes. We just know it's a problem. We know it's a problem and we want We're it fixed. We're acknowledging it. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, that makes you happy? Yeah, I really wish we had some sound trans advice, but we just don't. All I can say is just keep being your authentic self. Hell yeah. Keep playing your sports <laughs> no just like <laughs> keep trying yeah like i know it's hard it must be so hard but just keep doing it it's gonna be worth it and i don't know if it's gonna be worth it in two years five years 20 years from now but 200 200 goddamn years from now but it's definitely gonna be worth it and like i have so much respect and love for trans athletes and i just wish better I want oh, a better yeah. world. <laughs> <And> we both. <laughs> well, I think that does it, right? Yeah. For this episode, as we end on kind of a sad <laughs> Such note. Such a cheery. <laughs> Such a cheery note. Um, so this has been another episode of Queer Bait Podcast. Podcast. So remember, uh, subscribe to us uh-huh. on iTunes, Spotify, 
now officially Spotify now, Spotify, correct? Spotify, um, I think. I'm and our host sure. site, Podbean. Uh, make sure you write a review. We barely have any, so please write a review. <laughs> like us. Like, five-star ratings. Okay, desperate. I'm so desperate. <laughs> but until then, stay queer. <laughs>